got game for sale, I got game for sale, I got game for sale, I got game for sale. Gotta reach to be the one on top, no team like the one I got, you now live with the one block shot. Good morning, good morning, good morning, man. Welcome to the Game for Sale podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dad. And first off, I want to apologize for taking this break. I've been in the transitional period, moving back into the shop, and just getting things back in line, man, talking to all my guys, trying to make sure my team is all in line. But we're picking right back up on this book, man, like I said, because part two is the most important part. Like, we spent the last couple episodes talking about all the signs of resistance, the signs that you should know. Um, that you're, the signs explaining what it is that you're dealing with, the, the signs explaining what it is that we all deal with, and it's resistance. So just to recap, you know, um, I mean, for a recap, just go back, I think, about two or three episodes. Right now, we are in how to combat resistance, combating resistance by turning professional. All right. So like I said, the book is the book is for creators. The book is for entrepreneurs, artists, writers, anybody that has a creative calling. That's what this book is for. That's what this book is about. And we have a creative calling. You naturally deal with resistance, and that resistance likes to manifest itself in many, many different ways. Whether it's through rationalization, whether it's through procrastination, whether it's through sex. We went all we went through all these different things in the previous episodes of um, the Game for Sale podcast. But now we're going to talk about how you can turn professional. And in this term, we're talking about professionals versus being an amateur. So a professional is somebody that does work for money, right? And whenever you're doing work for money, there's a certain way that you have to carry yourself in order to be paid. So we're going to go, we're going to dive into the book. I'm going to try not to read to you guys as much. I want to paraphrase more, or paraphrase more, but yeah, let's get it. So, um... <clears throat> Actually, I am going to read this first part just to kind of go ahead and get, get over with. But aspiring artists defeated by resistance share one trait. They all think like amateurs. They have not yet turned pro. The moment an artist turns pro is an epical as the birth of his first child. With one stroke, everything changes. I can state absolutely that the term of my life can be divided into two parts, before turning pro and after. To be clear, when I say professional, I don't mean doctors and lawyers. Those are the professions. I mean the professional as an idea. The professional in contrast to the am- to the amateur. Consider the differences. The amateur plays for fun. The professional plays for keeps. To the amateur, the game is his avocation. To the pro, it's his vocation. The amateur plays part-time. The professional plays full-time. The amateur is a weekend warrior. The professional is there seven days a week. The word amateur comes from the Latin root meaning to love. The conventional, the conventional interpretation is that amateur pursues his calling out of love, while the pro does it for money. Not the way I see it. In my view, the amateur does not love the game enough. If he did, he would not pursue it as a sideline distinct from his real vocation. The professional loves it so much, he dedicates his life to it, and he commits to it full time. That's what I mean when I say turning pro. Resistance hates it when we turn pro. How to be miserable. <laughs> So I love I love this quote in this book. So the artist committing himself to his calling has volunteered for hell, whether he knows it or not. He will be dining for the duration on a diet of isolation, rejection, self-doubt, despair, ridicule, contempt and humiliation. 
The artist must be like that Marine. He has to know how to be miserable. He has to love being miserable. He has to take pride in being more miserable than any soldier or swabby or jet jockey because this is war, baby, and war is hell. So, like, you have to be able to understand what comes with working your calling. What comes with working your calling is all that resistance we've talked about in the past three past three episodes, right? So you need to understand, you need to know very well how to work Throughout that, you need to be able to work and push past, push through that. Because ultimately, if you don't, you're going to be the one to fail for it. Resistance wins. The devil wins. You're not in your purpose. You're, you're straight. I mean, you're the one to take the L on it. So I like this part because it says that we're all pros already. So all of us are pros in one area, and that area is our jobs. We get a paycheck. We work for money. We are professionals. We show up to work every day. We might only do it because we have to, but that's the number one that's the number one um principle of being professional. You show up every day. You show up no matter what. Because you have to feed your family, you show up. That's a trait of being a professional. We stay on the job all day. You stay you stay your full shift. You're a professional. We are committed over the long haul. A lot of us are committed to our jobs for we've been there for multiple years because we're professionals. <clears throat> The stakes for us are high and real. So this is about survival. It's about family. We operate our best at our jobs. We do it despite anything because that job income and income from our job is what's providing our families with feeding our family. So because the stakes are so high, we treat it, we treat it the right way. We treat it with the right amount of time, the right amount of um, urgency. We accept money in a direct exchange for our labor. We're not here for fun. We're here to make money. That's the sign of being a professional. We don't over-identify with our jobs. Now, that's the biggest one. That's that's the biggest one. We may take pride in our work. We may stay late and come in on the weekends, but we recognize that we are not our job description. The amateur, on the other hand, over-identifies with his avocation, his, his artistic aspiration. He defines himself by it. He is a musician, a painter, a playwright. Resistance loves this. Resistance knows that the amateur composer will never write his symphony because he's overly invested in his success and over-terrified of his failure. The amateur takes it so seriously, it paralyzes him. Woo! Like I said, I've dealt with that one a lot. So it's like, yeah, that, that, that perfectionism that I tell you all the time that I used to deal with and not and just not taking those steps forward is because of that right there. Because when you love something, when you're putting your work out there, when you take something that you've worked on for months at a time, you're putting it out there to the world just to be judged for some people to like it, some people that don't like it. It's a scary thing. But part of being a professional is not identifying it's not it's not over identifying with that work. Like, yeah, we put the work in, like, yeah, we work hard, but ultimately like it's just another release as a professional. As a professional, it's another release. And from that release, we're going to take back and we're going to analyze the data that that release gave us. And then we'll be able to make improvements on the next release. That's the way the professional attacks his craft. So um, number eight on here is we master the technique of our jobs as a professional. Number nine, we have a sense of humor about our jobs. Number 10, we receive praise or blame in the real world from our jobs. Those are all the pretty much... Those are the 10 traits of being a professional. Um, the author has, actually has another book just on being a professional, turning pro. I suggest anybody that's been dealing with the transition in their life to check that book out and read it. You'll definitely grow as a person by the time you're done reading it. So um, 
now considered the now considered the amateur, the aspiring painter, the wannabe playwright. How does he pursue his calling? One, he doesn't show up every day. Two, he doesn't show up no matter what. Three, he doesn't stay on the job all day. He's not committed over the long haul. The stakes for him are illusionary and fake. He does not get money, and he over-identifies with his art. He does not have a sense of humor about failure, and you don't and you don't hear him bitching. This fucking trilogy is killing me. Instead, he doesn't write the trilogy at all. The amateur has not mastered the technique of his art, nor does he expose himself to judgment in the real world. If we show our poem to a friend and our friend says it's wonderful, I love it, that's not the real world feedback. That's our friend being nice to us. Nothing is as empowering as real world validation, even if it's for failure. The first professional writing job I ever had, yes, I'm going to leave right there actually. Yeah, man. So, like, it's the the main thing we got to do. The main thing the rest of this book is talking about is turning professionals in our work, in our creative work, artists, producers out there. You have to be a professional if you want a chance at making it. Like I tell my guys all the time, like you can't get caught up in those little details that you think matter because they only matter to you. What only matters what the what the people care about is where's that next when's that next song coming out? Like, why are you why aren't you entertaining me? It's like almost like a slave relationship, but you know. <laughs> They don't care about all that shit you care about. You got to be professional and you got to figure that shit out along the way and just and just drastically improve as you're going. Or gradually improve as you're going, excuse me. So to clarify, so next chapter, for the love of the game. To clarify a point about professionalism, the professional, though he accepts money, does his work out of love. He has to love it. Otherwise, he wouldn't devote his life to it of his own free will. The professional, however, has learned that too much love can be a bad thing. Too much love can make him choke. The seeming detachment of the professional, the cold-blooded character of his demeanor, is a compensating device to keep him from loving the game so much that he freezes in action. Playing for money or adopting the attitude of one who plays for money lowers the fever. Like, that's the reason why we want to exchange money for our services. That's the reason why we want to get paid for our services. Because that's when you have to do something. Like when you turn professional. And you make it that this is this is what's going to take care of me the rest of our life. That's literally the only time when you're doing shit no matter what, because other things depend on it now. Like now, now it's not just about me getting got my most creative idea. Now it's not just about me presenting my most best self. It's about taking care of my family. The reason why I'm able to push so far because everything I've done has been about taking care of my family. I fucked up this entire way long. I've made great strides, but because it's been about taking my fa- because it's been about taking care of my family. I've continued to push on no matter what. Y'all have seen my y'all have seen my improvements. A lot of you guys have been following me for a decade now. Y'all know what I've been on. Y'all know what I used to be on. Y'all see what I'm on now. And you're going to continue to see me push forward because I'm a professional in every sense of the word. Because I have to be. I've decided I made the choice not to work a nine to five. So I had to work a nine to five for myself. Like I had to give myself those same parameters. I set my own work hours. Like as a professional, that's what you have to do. Because if you don't, you're not going to show up to work. Like there's like when I tell you that I wake up every day at four o'clock, five o'clock, I sleep in only because I stay up late working. So but regardless, like it's the same amount of hours of sleep and it's a lot of and it's a lot of work. Like as a professional, that's what I have to do. I have no choice. I have to show up for work. I got to. That's like for some of you guys, that's the only piece that you're missing within your career. You're not showing up to work because you don't have to. Either you don't have to because you're in a comfortable position. Either you don't have to because you don't have like that. That's just urgency usually comes out of not being comfortable. Like, you know, we hear about these rappers that's rapping their way out the hoods because they're fucking uncomfortable. Like they hate their situation and their actions are a reflection of that. 
some of us hate our situations, but our actions don't reflect it. Some of us hate our situations, but we just whine about it. We don't take action on trying to change it. Or we whine about it or we wait for someone else to come try to change it for us. As a professional, you're the one that takes the action. You're the one that tries to change your life. That's what you have to do to be able to get to that next level. It's time for it's time to make those changes, guys. Let's get let's go ahead and get it. Let's kill this shit. Oh yeah, I like that he re, he requests this. Remember what we said about fear and love. Remember what we said about fear, love, and resistance. The more you love your art, calling, or enterprise, the more important this accomplishment is to the evolution of your soul. The more you will feel it, and the more the more you will fear it, and the more resistance you will experience facing it. The payoff of playing the game for money is not the money, which you may never see anyway, even after you turn pro. The payoff is the playing the game for money that produces the professional attitude, that hardworking mentality, that hardcore, that hard head, that hard hat state of mind that shows up for work despite rain or snow or the dark of night and slugs it down day after day. So yeah, the professional is like the one, the best, the, the most important thing you need to understand about the professional is he doesn't make an excuse for anything because you can't. We don't have that. We don't have that luxury. Like I was, I was telling you guys last time. Like I said, I totaled my car not last week. I had to continue to still do my podcast that day. It was on the schedule. I told people I was going to show up. Could I? Could I have told people that I, that I totaled my car? Could they have understood? Absolutely. People are empathetic. People understand that. But will my landlord understand that? Like, hey man, I totaled my car. I can't really afford to pay the bills this month. No, he won't. He won't give a damn. He, matter of fact, he doesn't even know who I am. I'm literally just a number within my complex. Um, which is why we, you know, be owning our own shit. But uh, <clears throat> I say that to say, show up. You got to show up. You got you got to show up every day. That's the number one trait of being a professional. Just like it is, just like how it is for going to work. Like I said, a lot of us don't mind working for another person, but we do a really bad job at working for ourselves. The rider is an infantry man. He knows that progress is measured in yards of dirt extracted from the enemy <laughs> one day, one hour, one minute at a time and paid for in blood. The artist wears combat boots. He looks in the mirror and sees G.I. Joe. Remember the muse favors working stiff. She hates prima donnas. To the guys, to the guys, the supreme sin is not rape or murder, but pride. To think of yourself as a mercenary, a gun for hire, implants the proper humility. It purges pride and preciousness. Resistance loves pride and preciousness. Resistance says, show me a writer who's too good to take job X or assignment Y, and I'll show you a guy I can crack like a walnut. Technically, technically, the professional takes money. Technically, the pro, the pro plays for pay, but in the end, he does it for love. Mm, mm, mm. I'm actually gonna conclude the podcast right here, man. So, like the next uh, tomorrow, we're gonna go ahead and go over the next part of the book. And he talks about the aspects of the professional. I'll give you guys a pre, give you guys a preview on that. It's a professional is patient. Professional seeks order. A professional demystifies. The professional acts in the face of fear. A professional accepts no excuses. A professional, a professional plays. A professional plays it as it lays. A professional is prepared. A professional does not show off. A professional dedicates his time himself to master. Oh yeah, yeah. The next part's gonna get pretty good. So, um, appreciate y'all joining in. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Next week, I mean, on the next episode, we're gonna be going over the different aspects of being a professional. And yeah, we'll go from there. Appreciate you guys. Peace.